0: Hello and welcome to the AIS for tonight's match-up in front of a small crowd of CIS up against the Perth Lynx. Greg Revell with you to bring you all the action from the Institute tonight and we'll look forward to uh, what should be an interesting event. The two teams have been introduced, the Lynx are without Dockie here tonight And as the National Anthem plays in the background, we'll hear from the coaches here. This is Sport Radio, AIS Basketball. Well, Dean Hinsman, another trip at home up against the Perth Lynx, and probably the girls would be uh, buoyed by the fact that Doc, a major part of the Lynx team, isn't going to line up. That'll give them a bit more confidence that they can do it today.
1: Yes, certainly. Uh, It's an interesting thing with so many new players in our group, they don't really know who she is. So uh, we're looking at that as a positive because uh, sometimes you can take your foot off the throttle if a a key player's out and you're not as as pumped as you should be. So uh, we've tried to just concentrate on what we want to do this week and and be upbeat defensively. And uh, hopefully we can uh, take that into the game tonight.
0: You've gone with that young list Only with the four really established players Coming back this year How have you found the majority of the girls Have worked into the program?
2: Look I've
1: been uh, pleasantly surprised I think defensively we've shown a good good level of intensity already Our pre-season form was pretty good uh, which was encouraging But it takes a little while to get settled To, to playing for Premiership points And uh, the girls had a couple of good moments And uh, had a good start on the first game And last week was a good education on the road um, Hopefully back on our home court this weekend With two two tough games and one tonight against Perth uh, Look for a really good showing And get
0: those girls to settle
1: early And, and
0: get in the game early Fouls have been a problem And... Uh is always a problem with a young team that the IAS keeps bringing out here but how do you get them to curb their temper in those first few minutes yeah a little bit of that's
1: anxiety and, and trying to stick to the scouts here trying to probably uh, you know just that little bit of extra pressure they're working too hard instead of uh, that little bit of control and, and placement on the floor positioning and that's what we've been working over and practice over the last three or four weeks in particular um, each week we want to see that improve it's a, it's a key component of the game especially when you get uh, picking up two or three cheap bowels and we have to rotate people through foul trouble not through um other p- fatigue or performance so uh, that's an area that we really need to pick up on
0: well wish all the best tonight thanks very much well joe mckay a long trip over here to the institute but the girls look like they're ready for a big one
2: no it's not really a long trip i think this is about halfway to where we never go when we go to townsville so that's the horror trip uh, always good to come to Canberra and play the, play the students um, Just to see where they are and where the future of our Australian basketball is going So I think it's well handled by Dean Always represents a challenge to us uh, Probably because of the playing personnel that we, that we have um, But we're getting better and we're uh, looking forward to perhaps a pretty exciting game tonight
0: Unfortunately for the links no Doc How long till she'll be back on the court? Uh,
2: doc, he was right this week She had a thigh strain last week, got rid of that pretty quickly Rolled her ankle on, uh, on Tuesday pretty seriously had some miracle treatment. Was a chance to come across. Probably not play tonight, but we decided it was better to take uh, better to take it easy with her and make sure this is right for next week.
0: Now, for the team coming over from the west, who are some of the locals in here? We should keep an eye out for. Uh,
2: well, at the moment, all of them are locals, other than the import Jeanetta Brown. So, really, all of them are or uh, local kids. Um, because really only Diana and the import is uh, uh, not from Western Australia. But look, there's some exciting kids there. I think have a look at um, the three starting guard positions, which is uh, Malpass, Mercer and Moyle, the three M's, because uh, I think they have some exciting talent. It'll be a couple of years, I think, until we can get the best out of them. But we're building towards that, and hopefully they can show their true colours tonight, uh, and as well as build upon or create a good career for themselves in the future.
3: Well, the very best.
2: Thank you. Good, to, Good to talk to the radio. Thank you.
0: So as you heard there, the two coaches both primed four big games from their teams. Lining up for the Lynx, it'll be number 5, Melissa Moyle, number 9, Katie Tucker, number 10, Daniel Devine; number 11, Emma Loeb, number 12, Emma Pass, and 15 is Carly Boyanic then it's 20, Brittany Morgan, 22, Janita Brown, 23, Kate Malpass, then it's 44, Rebecca Mercer, coached by Joe McKay. For the Institute, Caitlin Rowe not taking a place in the starting lineup today, sitting on the bench. And unfortunately for Caitlin, being diagnosed with glandular fever. So hopefully she'll be back in three or four weeks if all goes well. The. The line-up will be number five, Elise Koenig, number six, Karen Harrington, number seven, Stephanie Cummings, number eight, Rachel Jarrah, number nine, Tess Maynigan, number 11, Katie Gaze, number 12, Michelle Joy, 13, Elizabeth Cambridge. number 14 is Kelsey Island, number 21, Rosie Malt, and 23, Brie Farley, Dean Kingsman, the coach of the AIS, with Nicole Allen, Rebecca Dick, in the assistant and scholarship roles. Lining up for the AIS first of all out into the centre is Tessa Madigan. In fact, no, it's not. (laughs) It's Rachel Jarrah. Madigan is out there, though, just outside the circle, coming. Then it's also Ireland and the 21 of Rosie Malt. Getting ready for the jump ball, moving into the centre is Carly Boyanik. As we wait for a moment, Mercer. Also out there is Tucker and Moyle. Jump ball tapped down by the Lynx immediately into the hands of Malpass, the fifth in the Lynx starting the five. Bounce pass inside going down underneath to Boyanik. Got the ball with a nice bounce pass from Tucker. The foul has been called and that is exactly the start the AIS did not want. As the ball in from the baseline now. Working it in. Malpass gets the pass immediately off into the hands of Brannick. Brannick shot doesn't fall. Tapped away well into the hands. And downtown Madigan can't finish off the layup. Wrestling for the ball. Moyle and Madigan. Sorry, it's uh, Moyle and Madigan locking it up, and the arrow is the AIS's way. So from the baseline now, Malt, Malt uh, gets the pass down. Now the fouls going against Boyanic. as she picks up her first personal foul. It'll be the AIS again. Malt from the baseline. Looks around, goes to the corner, gives it off to Cumming, Gurn around the arc, back in the hands of Madigan, Coming now, bounce pass inside, Dwanek picks up the steal, immediately off into the hands of Malpass, goes right side, gives it off to, uh, to Moyle, Moyle kicks it outside, and the opening score of the game, a long range two-pointer, and the AAS trail by two as they bring it into the front court now. Took them a while to get it to the front court. Cumming gets it on the left 45, then hands it off again. That time into the hands of Ireland. Ireland works back and forth. Madigan gets it, then tap back, but a three-second violation. Camped out in the paint was the eight of Rachel Jerry. So another turnover, one foul apiece. Malpass gets the inbound ball from Tucker, getting harassed in the backcourt. Good work there by Ireland. He ends it off to Mercer on the right hand side, who drives to the baseline. AIS doing well off the glass, and immediately go back into the front court. Madigan now, baseline's coming, coming in three point territory, but decides to go inside, and a beautiful little turnaround J for Rachel Jarry. This time as uh, Links quickly try to get it down the ground, pass off to the wing is tapped out of bounds and the uh, Mercer will inbound it from the side. Goes immediately into the hands of Malpass who kicks it to the left. Looks up, pulls up on the dribble, stops, has to go to Tucker in the air, to Moyle I should say, who gives it off to Mercer. Mercer tries to find Malpass cutting at the baseline and it's uh, well off the legs of Steph coming over the baseline. We have 10 seconds left on the shot clock. Moyle trying to get in motion here and a foul has been called against the AIS as it is a foul against Rosie Malt and Lynx get the ball from the baseline with a 24 second clock inbound pass goes to Mercer. Mercer gives it off to Moyle who brings it right across to the right hand side goes inside the arc gives it off to tucker and her turnaround jump shot from about 14 feet is good quick transition down the court and the lap is made that time by uh, jerry jerry getting her first two points for the game in fact getting her second two-pointer for the game and it's four points apiece here backing into the paint Bionic uh, puts up a jump shot it doesn't fall so Lynx having plenty of looks but are not falling for them at the moment all by herself for three a big shot there comes off and it will be the Tess Madigan who gets her first three pointer of the night oh and now Madigan fouls at half court so her first personal foul straight after a three point shot goes in 7 4, the AIS with the lead. 7.34 left to go in the first turn. AIS doing double duty this weekend, backing up against the Caps on Sunday. Inbound ball goes to Malpass. Malpass working around, cuts left, tries to get away that time from Kelsey Island. Island does enough though to put her off the shot. Island brings it forward. Now inside to jerry jerry tries to do her own rebounding that time and is fouled jerry will i think go to the line for this one it'll be a personal foul second one called on Boyanic. and it won't be a shooting foul so it's in from the baseline again they kick it to coming in the corner goes around the arc jerry tries to go inside gets it to Madigan then back to coming for three she nails it and it's a ten to four ball game with seven minutes remaining in the first term. Mercer over the top looking to get the ball towards Janita Brown who's just come onto the court but unfortunately the pass for the Lynx not going to hand and the AAS come back with it now working up the front court is Ireland oh she goes all the way pop jump shot from the free throw line Ball's down and the AIS, a 12-4 lead here with 6.40 left to go in the first term. Ball into the hands on the right side of Tucker. She turns around, puts the jump shot up as she was, uh, well, on the left lane. Doesn't fall and coming. Puts the layup down. Mercer's going to be called for the foul just going into her as the layup went in. Timeout's going to be called by the the, uh, link and it is a great start for the AIS just what they needed to get off to here after a couple of fouls early they've got back together here and uh, really put on a great run leading the scoring with five points at the moment for the AIS is the number seven of Stephanie coming with that layup and also three-point shot, and she'll go to the line to try for the bonus. On well, four points so far is Rachel Jarry, doing a good job starting centre here tonight. Then three points. AIS finding their range outside early with Tess Madigan, who's also done a lot of work in and around the lanes, just trying to take position, blocking out four uh, rebounds as well. And then two points for the AIS through Kelsey Island for the Perth Lynx. There, two points have been scored by Katie Tucker. A nice jump shot from the right-hand side, and then it was Mercer, Rebecca Mercer, who uh, was able to ex- may be the only other scorer. She has a foul on her now. Boyanick for the Lynx with two personal fouls. That's why she's sitting down. And Janita Brown is in there. But it's coming from the line here. Six minutes twenty-nine to go. And the bonus is made, so Steph Cumming goes to six points for the Institute here and they lead fifteen to four as the Lynx go back into the front court. Bounce pass to Mercer on the left lane. She's back forward, just got coming away, but the jump shot didn't fall. Doing the uh, rebounding there is Malt. Goes right side to Ireland, gives it off onto the left to Jerry, and Jerry now with six points for the game. AIS out to a 17 4 lead. Six minutes to go in the first term. Tarka goes left side, gives it off, and you change to. Pass, pass, finds Brown but Cambridge has come into the game, rejects the shot and the AAS get the ball in the front court, not now to Cambridge, Cambridge though can't get the shot to fall and the ball back into the hands of Brown who kicks it to the right hand side, gives it off to Mercer, Mercer, oh she went to the centre thing, went bright again, gave up on the dribble though and this time uh, it looked like Brown had stopped and then went again, Cambridge got faked in on it, just kept her body moving there, bumped her and uh, well it will send the 22. Jonita Brown to the line to shoot for two and this will stop a big run here for the AIS if she can get the points on the board. First ball in the air, rattles off the front back of the iron, eventually did fall, it wasn't pretty. Second shot almost away with 5.33 left on the clock here in the first turn. Second shot's good and it's 17 points to six here as Katie Gaze gets her first minutes in the game. Steph Cummings sits down. Mote has to go a long way to get the ball into the... Well, in fact, it was Jerry to Gets it down baseline to Cambridge and Brown has been called for the foul. She's not happy with the call. Crowd here likes it, and that'll send Cambridge to shoot for the bonus. So, Cambridge only been on the court a couple of moments, and fortunately, the jump shot doesn't fall. Gets it to Jerry. Jerry, the outlet pass that time into the hands of Harrington. Harrington backs away, then works around the arc on the left-hand side. Uh, Gaze goes after the ball hard, gives it back to Harrington. Outside to Moat, and Moat bangs down a three. And the IAS on a real roll here. Halfway through the first term, they're leading twenty-two to six. Mercer this time can't take the pass; it was a bit too hot, and the ball is over the sideline. Subs coming in as Moyle returns to the floor as Mercer and also Malpass sit down. I didn't see who else went out there, but I can see now that it is uh, Brittany Morgan out for her first minutes of the game. So Sport Radio Basketball here at the AAS Training Hall. Welcome you back to another season. It'll be Michelle Hocking and Simon Peters with the Caps AIS game on Sunday for you as the AIS are getting a bit of a confidence booster here. Turnover in the front court for the AIS. Tucker, though, just throws the ball over the baseline as the foul was called on... Well, I think that was Bree Farley who'd only just got out there. No, it's in fact on Elizabeth Cambridge. So Cambridge... Comes straight off as her second foul is called. Also sitting down is Rosie Malt. So at the line, Brown, as the AIS with, uh, well, the fifth team foul of the game sends the Lynx to the line with 4.40 left on the clock in the first term. It's 22 to 6 first shot offline second shot not from Brown and Brown quickly moves along here to three points for the game AAS finding full court pressure from the Lynx as they inbound the ball now oh the ball rolls off the foot but Gaze is able to recover goes through the hands eventually getting inside that time to connect, and connect can't get the lap to fall and Tucker brings it back down the floor Going to the right was Pass, comes back left, looking for Brown, low post left side. Cumming gets a hand in there, taps it over the baseline and the AIS will have to defend. 11 seconds left on the shot clock as inbound ball from Pass. Looking around, couldn't find anyone, eventually goes to Tucker. Tucker bounce pass off to Moyle. Moyle tries to get a screen, that time from Brown, away from Cumming. Gets away from coming that time, but the AIS get the rebound when she can't finish off the layup. Eventually down the floor and a good little one-two between Jerry and also Konek and the AIS extend their lead. 24-7 here, 3 minutes 47 as Link set up again. Inside to Brown, Brown just puts up a prayer she was out of position for that layup. And the AAS get it back. Gaze brings it down the floor. Gaze is coming. There's an old combination from 2007 uh, working together, 2007-2008 working together here in the 08-09 season. The drop and shot didn't fall from out in three-point land and the try to uh, get the ball back. It's Tucker down in the paint, but this time, unfortunately for the AAS, leaning over her was... Uh, Alice Kunick, and that will be her first personal foul. That'll send Tucker back to the line. And, uh, well, it's uh, easy charity here if the AIS are going to keep turning over those simple fouls. Tucker makes them pay with putting the first through. Three minutes, 19 seconds left in the first turn. Second shot on its way, rattles off the iron, eventually falls, but, uh, well, whistle on the play as the shooter comes out, heading back into the game, or in for the first minute, is Davini. So, yes, now under a bit of pressure in the backcourt, Harrington has to work hard, gives it up to the coming, coming, found, set up in the corner, Koenig, and Koenig just banks it in off the glass from three-point land. a bit of a party shot, but it came off. And the AIS move ahead. Twenty-seven to nine. Here. Two minutes fifty-four. Three point shot by Moyle. Rattles off the iron. The AIS doing extremely well off the glass here. Defensive rebounds looking good. Coming, dumps back, gives it to Gaze as she ran the floor. Gaze's shot falls short. Brown does the rebounding immediately to Moyle. Moyle. Oh was taking off down the floor, but now it was Cumming and Brown who uh, were in the backcourt for the links but just uh, collided together. Brown put a bit of a shove on there, and uh, well, the refs quick to uh, pick that one up and they've called the foul. AIS to get the ball in the front court now. AIS inbound. Cumming quickly gets the ball inside to Harrington. Harrington gives it off for Gaze for three. Rattles off the iron and Veni gets the ball back for the Lynx. Goes down the court immediately into the hands of Malpass. Malpass works around the arc and oh, a collision there. I uh, think the foul's going to go against Madigan. And again, they'll be shooting too. So if that's Madigan, it'll be her second foul. There's a couple of girls colliding in there. So, I think uh, they haven't given it to Madigan. In fact, they've given it to Katie Gaze. And Gaze gets her first personal. But Malpass misses the first. 27 9 here. With 2 minutes 23. AAS will be wanting to close out this quarter. As Malpass. Uh, no, it is in fact the AAS making the change. Joy comes in for her first minutes as Madigan sits down. Working their way up the floor. AIS. Oh, bounce pass to Katie Gaze. has just a way wide. And the ball's over the sideline. It will be a turnover to the Lynx As Loeb gets the inbound ball to Malpass. Malpass down the left wing into the hands of Deveni. Deveni now working. Oh, gets past the first defender. But in the end, a travel called on Emma Pass and it will be a turnover AIS ball from the baseline full court pressure here with two minutes left to go in the first turn AIS trying to work it out Kunek bringing it up to the half hands off immediately that time to Ireland Ireland goes left side gives it into the hands that of Farley who goes back to Joy, Joy tries to put up the jump shot but a charging foul called on Joy and that is her first personal. So the AIS definitely in foul trouble. The offensive foul doesn't mean they walk the line. Malpass just zigzagging up the centre of the court. Kicks it left side to Moyle. Moyle puts the ball on the floor. Can't get away from coming. They cut it down to that time to Loeb. Loeb into the key, outside to Moyle, Moyle drives baseline, shot is short and it's rebounded well that time by Joy. Pass though, wide, she was trying to find Koenig but uh, I don't think uh, Koenig or Ireland were close enough to that one to be able to get the ball. 27 to 10 as Koenig sits down and returning to the floor Farley. Malpass gets the inbound ball that time for the links brings it in the front court oh wrong foots island but can't finish off the layup rebounding from Davini, and a divini puts up a right hand uh, jump shot banks it in and it's 27 12. no ais just allowing The ball carrier that time, Ireland, to get double-teamed in the backcourt. Lynx force the the turnover, but can't capitalise on it. AIS, oh, Malpass just slams into Steph Cumming. And Cumming now will, uh, well, be the recipient of the foul. That's the uh, five team fouls against the Lynx as Malpass gets uh, her first personal. And sends coming to the line. Well, Cummings earned this one. She's been absolutely flattened. Steps up to the line now. Shot on its way. whole oh, hard off the back of the iron. And coming with one shot to come. 57.6 seconds left to go on the turn. And it is coming to seven points. The AAS 28 to 12. They had uh, dried up scoring there for a while as uh, the Lynx was putting the defensive stops on and now it's Daveni driving baseline, kicks it to... well, kicks it baseline, but just before she did that there was a, a pushing foul called against the Chute and I think it's the first personal foul now for Brie Farley. So Daveni goes to the line as the first off the front of the iron fell to the right 28 to 12 here at the training hall Davini makes the second that's 28 to 13 here 45 seconds ais turn it over in the backcourt Davini comes up with it coming gets a piece of the pass so it doesn't go cleanly to moyle moyle pulls back for a three-point shot and she nails it so 28 to 16 is again the full court pressure the AIS just not reacting well to this double teaming as this time they get it into the front court now through the hands of Ireland who brings it down the right wing she backs away eventually into the hands that time of Farley left side coming back to Farley now into the hands of Ireland again Ireland looking around, backs away, gives it back to Farley. Over the top, coming, has to stretch for it. Pull-up jumper from the baseline, rattles out of the hole. And Tucker comes up with a rebound, lays it over the top to Moyle, who is trying to run into space. But at quarter time, it's 28-16 to 16 here at the training hall. The AIS just going to pieces in the last two or three minutes of that quarter after setting up a dominating lead. We'll take a break on Sport Radio and be back with more in just a few moments. About to get underway here in the second quarter as the AIS leading 28 to 16 here. Just waiting for the time bench to uh, get ready here. Out on the floor, Malpass, load Tucker, Mercer for... The Perth links also. There is Davini for the AAS. It's Farley Island, Cambridge coming, and also out there. Also out there, as I uh, just uh, check my numbers, getting used to these new AAS lineup is Malt. The Foul This time first personal foul called on Steph Cumming as Mercer drove at the basket. That will set her up for two shots from the line. She makes the first and moves to three for the game. It's 28 to 17 here. She closes it up to a 10 point ball game when she makes the second. Four points for Mercer and it's 28 to 18 here at the training hall. As Cumming is off to the races down the left hand wing. Goes back to the centre, finds Ireland at the centre circle. Working around the arc, goes, oh, pulls up on the dribble, has to eventually give it to Bree Farley. Farley pull-up jumper from about 14 feet and it is good. 30 points to 18, the AAS coming, gets a hand in on the pass. Mercer has to go back to track it down. Mercer works around to the right-hand side, gives it off, left-hand elbow to Davini. Then it's outside to Tucker. Then it's low back to Tucker. Inside ball. Oh, foul is being called on Kelsey Ireland. Uh, Coach Kinsman not happy of that call. And Ireland gets her first personal foul as. Uh, inbound ball from the baseline oh, stolen by Farley who brings it up into the front court, kicks it over now gives it off to Malt Malt goes back to Farley Cambridge, but the foul has been called that time on Loeb who slapped the arms of Cambridge, which spilt the ball over the baseline and it will be an AAS ball, Cambage, Oh, thought it was going to go to her instead it went to Farley in the far left corner has to go out to jerry jerry shot oh big piece of the arm that time malpass just uh well absolutely slapped it and uh no call they said it was all ball that she touched So the AIS again from the baseline 17 seconds Cambage in the paint oh lost the dribble as she went for it and this time it's Loeb who, uh who is called for the foul in the traffic in the key and that will send Cambridge to the line to shoot too Coming back in Boyanich, and also Moyle for Davini and Loeb. So as uh, they again, Cambridge makes the first. In fact, misses the first. Second one, or rattles off the back of the iron. Eventually, comes down and falls. Straight through, didn't even touch the net in the end. 31 plays, 18, eight minutes and 46 to go in the half. Oh, it's Mercer! Beautiful work around Farley. She went right, left, and then got a layup around the body of Farley and in. An 11-point game, 31-20, as Farley over the top to Cambridge. And Cambridge, oh, this time Tucker just was uh, careless, slammed into Elizabeth Cambridge's arm, and that. Well, will see her go to the line again, 31.20 here as Tucker gets her first personal foul of the game. So giving Cambridge some practice at the line at the moment and she doesn't mess up that time. Farley sits down to take a break here. As back out onto the court now is Madigan. Boynich... Gets the rebound as the second one doesn't fall. Gives it off to Moyle. Moyle in the front court. Goes from the left to the right. Tall, slim girl is Moyle. Gets a big stride on her too. Goes inside to Mercer. And Mercer is fouled that time by Madigan who looks quite shocked. She thought she was just standing there. Madigan gets her second personal foul. And... Sends Mercer to the line. Mercer already six points for the game. She's been the uh, highest scorer for the Perth Lynx so far and adds to that now with another 32-21. Becomes a 10-point ball game once again with 8 minutes 13 left to run on the clock. Inbound ball on. Mercer goes after it. Taps it over the sideline. And again, the AIS just not liking the full court pressure of the links. They go backwards to Ireland this time. Ireland again double trapped, has to go long, gives it into the hands of Motta, who goes over the top to Cambridge and Cambridge gets the layup and it's thirty-four-twenty-two back out to twelve points as Moyle brings it down through the centre, then cuts to the right wing. Goes to the centre of the court, Boynch is there. Mercer's on the left side, three-point arc territory. Low post on the left-hand side was Malpass, whose quick turnaround on the back there of Ireland had her at sixes and sevens, and Ireland will get her second personal foul, and that will be a shooting foul on Malpass as uh, coming out, Harrington... coming into the game, I should say, Harrington for Ireland... So pass at the line makes the first. Second is in as well and with 7.46 on the clock. It is 34.24 at the training hall. AIS still with the lead. AIS trying to work through. Oh, they had a chance to go all the way. And it was uh, Moat that time. Oh, sorry, it was Jerry that time who so had a chance to go all the way herself as she was in the paint but gave it off to Cambridge Cambridge was good enough to get the layup in 36-24 as Mercer's jump shot that time doesn't fall AAS in transition Jerry oh just left the layup on the underside of the glass Mal pass kicks it quickly to Tucker on the left wing Tucker pulls up in the key but has it stripped Mote that time over the top gets it down the court and the layup is good from Harrington 38-24 with seven minutes left to go in the half and now pass goes to the left hand side kicks it to Moyle. Moyle wrong foots Moat that time drives to the baseline can't get the jump shot to fall Madigan takes off on the rebound after she wrestles it away pulls up on the left wing kicks across to the right hand side oh Moat just uh, tried to hit it to Harrington In the end, oh, it's tapped away. They said I thought it was a backcourt violation, but they're playing on. Cambridge gets in the paint, and Cambridge is becoming the destroyer. I think Cambridge there is going to be spoken to though, because she slapped the ball through. No, we're going to have a couple of subs here. It's Boynich Moyle and also Loeb. Sorry, and uh, and Tucker sit down. Heading back out on the court, Morgan uh, pass. No, Boyich didn't sit down in the end. So Morgan goes inbound to Malpass. Malpass comes down the right wing. Gives it off that time to pass. Pass to Boynich. Boynich just comes straight down. Oh, and Cambridge has been called for the foul that time. It's a tough call. Cambridge is now on three personal fouls with that one and she'll sit down straight away coming back out into the game. as is Alex Kunick. So, at the line as the AIS with five team fouls again find themselves watching the links at the line as Brannock makes the first. 40 to 25, shot on the way, it's all net. 40-26 here with 6 minutes and 15 seconds left to run in the turn. Oh, yes, well Harrington brings it down. Look away past to Madigan who had a foot on the line on the right-hand wing. Doesn't fall. Mercer gets the kick from Morgan. She goes down the court, gets it into the hands of pass. Pass forward and backwards, but again stolen away. That would be the second seal from Malt. Molt goes to Harrigan on the 45 right side. She backs away. Boynick gets the inbound ball. And, well, jump ball is called as, uh, as that time Koenig tries to lock it up straight away. We have a timeout called by the AIS as Dean Kinsman wants to have a chat to the teams. It's pink ribbon round here in the... Australian Defence Force, WMBL, and uh, all this weekend, all the rounds. uh, At all the rounds, you'll be able to purchase a pink ribbon to support the the Counter Council. So uh, you can check out more information on Pink Ribbon Day, which is, of course, the 27th of October, at pinkribbonday.com.au. The WMBL supporting Pink Ribbon Day in 2008 so as i said at the start it's a small crowd but it has been building up right from the get-go a good number of the AIS men's team here supporting in uh, in their AIS singlets and giving the AIS a good cheer along and at the moment with good reason a 14 point lead here with five minutes and 47 seconds left to go in the half although the AIS with five team fouls on them can't afford to uh, keep this foul rate ticking over just looking at quarter time and the foul count on the AIS was uh, was 14 in fact no it wasn't it was nine to five <laughs> sorry was the foul count uh, Inbound ball goes to Harrington, around to Koenig. Koenig gets it to Madigan. Oh, Madigan's pass. It uh, was intercepted that time by, Ma- uh, by uh, Morgan. Ball bounced out of play, so the AS get it back. Harrington, inbound ball, goes to Madigan. On the baseline, Mott tries to drive baseline. She was the Mercer in the way. Eventually the shot goes up on the buzzer for the... Uh, 24 second shot it doesn't fall and Morgan does the rebounding brings it down goes right side to Boynich Boynich now gets it into the hands at time of uh, pass pass shot doesn't go in but the rebounding Boynick was able to get it back she puts it up again AIS just uh, get last touch on it as the shot doesn't fall but it's over the baseline and 21 seconds on the shot clock coming comes in now for Madigan as the ball from the baseline bounce past to Boynick on the left hand, on the left hand side she drives baseline a layup doesn't fall getting the rebound was the aas that time through jerry mart gets it in the front court then goes to harrington harrington goes from the right to the left gives it back off to jerry then to coming coming gives it to Koenig. kunik goes back to jerry jerry finds in the paint oh three second violation as uh, it was mo to jerry in the paint and jerry was camped there 40 plays 26 4 minutes and 51 seconds left to go in the quarter pass inbounds bounce pass over to moyle moyle brings it down the right wing goes to brown now brown pulls up on the dribble at the arc then goes back to pass but a whistle on the play as uh, there's a headband that's or some sort of necklace or something that's uh, lanyard that has hit the ground here so, i'm not quite sure what that was but uh, inbound ball from the side play was pulled up because that was a, a risk to the players it was just on the edge of the key Moyle goes to Mercer. Top of the key, Mercer. Oh, just had coming back away enough that she could put the jump shot on. It didn't fall. Coming up with the rebound that time. was good work by Harrington. Gives it off to Gaze. Gaze cross court. 4-3 was coming. And coming, unfortunately. Couldn't get the shot down. Morgan boxes out in front of Gaze and gets it. Hits it down the floor. Pass. Oh, pass just tried to get a bounce pass off to Brown. Oh, yes, get the turnover. They couldn't finish off coming that time, couldn't get the layout, but they have got the foul on Morgan. And that will be Morgan's first personal foul. And the A.S. will have the ball from the baseline as Tucker comes back into the game for Emma Pass. In fact, that was Pass that was called for the, f- for the foul. It was her first. Coming goes to the line. The shot is good it looked a bit flat as it was uh, left the hand but it managed to find its way in second shot on its way rattles out and tucker does the rebounding for the links links now oh try to bring it back madigan gets a sorry that was kunick gets a hand in there back court violation by the ais and that was set up by good work by alice kunick who was able to tap that ball away and the links just uh, took too long weren't keeping an eye on the time to get it into the front court coming now looking to inbound bounder gets to harrington harrington's got mercer wearing her like a cheap suit ball tapped over the sideline though as the aas couldn't find the combinations there coming goes in again harrington kicks it to gaze gaze is a long way from home over the top Goes back to Harrington for three. All net from outside on the left-hand side. And it's 44. Plays 26 with 337 left to go in the term. Gay's almost got a steal that time. Morgan has uh, been caught for the traveller. She uh, careened into Jerry that time. And it will be an AIS ball from the baseline as the turnover is affected. AIS working it out. Harrington gets across the half. Mercer all over her. Hands off to Gaze. Morgan tries to get a touch on there. But a blocking foul that time called on Koenig. So an offensive foul has been called. And a turnover to the Perth links. That's a second personal foul for Alice Koenig. As sitting down now will be Rachel Jarry. Tucker inbounds the ball to Moyle. Moyle being watched by Cumming. Moyle works through the centre circle, then goes straight to the left-hand wing, long way from home. Comes back now to the right-hand wing, but all doing it well away from the three-point arc. The high pass that was going over the top towards Malpass was tapped away that time by Connect. And it is AIS ball again. They get it to the front court quickly. Gaze gets a good screen, takes it into the paint, goes outside, gives it to Malt. Couldn't get the shot to land. Good work there by Koenig doing the rebounding off the glass, but not in the end able to control it. And links are off down the floor once again. Look away, bounce pass outside to Morgan. Moyle pulls up on the three point arc. I think she had. No, they've called it a three. I thought she had a foot on the line. 44 plays, 20... No, they did call it a 2. So with 2 minutes, 30 seconds left to go in the half, it's the AAS setting up once again. Gaze has the ball at the top of the front court. Drives in down the left-hand lane, shot doesn't fall, and Brown does the rebounding for the links. Gives it off to Moyle. Moyle goes on down the right wing, then goes left side, gives it to Morgan. Further into the corner was Tucker, trying to back into the paint... A three-second violation though is called on Malpass who was just camped on the wrong side of the left lane. So two minutes and six seconds now. 44 place 28 is the AIS. Lead the links here at the training hall. Sport Radio coverage of the WNBL continues on Sunday when we're back here at the training hall for the AAS versus the Caps, the first local derby of the season. Gaze pulls up at the right-hand elbow. They're just not dropping for Katie Gaze at the moment. Tucker does the rebound and gets it back into the front court for the Lynx. Takes it down into the paint. Oh, that was a charge, surely. Koenig got knocked over in the end there, gets up, gets the ball, through hands, at the other end. Oh, I thought she was going to finish it off with a dream layup, but it has it off to Gaze, then off to Mott, then back to Harrington. Inside that time, point one to count, uh, well, as the ball didn't go through the ring, but Koenig will go to the line now as the 15 foul has been called. A, the first personal foul for Melissa Moyle. As Moyle sits down, Tucker also sits down. Uh, Deveni goes out onto the court now, along with pass, null pass, and Brown. Koenig makes the first, that's her seventh point for the game. Second's on its way, rattles off the iron, Boenig does the rebounding. Oh, Pass was long into the front court, tapped away by Bree Farley and the Lynx have it from the side in the front court. Gives it immediately off to Malpass. Malpass looking around, finds Boynick. Boynick drove straight down the centre this time. Oh, the foul hasn't been called against Boynick even though she just drove straight through uh, Koenig that time. It's been called against Rosie Malt who was said to have stepped in from the side. That's her second personal and Boynik goes back to the line for some easy points. Oh, not so easy in the end. Just bang that off the back of the iron. As Boynik makes the second and we're 45-29 with a minute 14 left to go. Oh, yes, get it in the front court quickly. Oh, look away past... Goes out towards Farley. Farley over top to Harrington. Harrington gets it quickly onto Koenig. Kunick back to Harrington now. Harrington working around the arc. Thought she saw an opening there down the right-hand lane. Goes back off. Foul has been called on Deveni. And Deveni will send Farley to the line. So Farley now. Looking to add to her points total for the game. First shot off the back of the iron. 45 plays 29. 54.8 seconds left in the first half. Second shot. Rattles again off the iron. Boyanek comes up with the rebound. Boyanek gets it down the court. Into the front court now in the hands of Devaney. Devaney goes right side to pass. Pass works around to the left hand lane, pulls up on the dribble, has to go with a bounce pass. Oh, eventually, slapped away by uh, Alice Kunick. And it will be a Perth ball with seven seconds left on the shot clock in from the side. High ball into Boynick, who finds an unfettered pass to the basket along the baseline. And that was too easy with 27 seconds now left in the half. 45 plays 31 as Perth have rallied. And, oh, Deveni, I thought, was all ball that time. But Harrington is going to go to the line here. Well, that is a lux of fortune. As, in fact, it wasn't Deveni called on that foul. So, it is Malpass who was called for her second personal foul. A pushing foul. So, I think Deveni... Looked around because she thought she was clear, but the whistle wasn't on her. Missed the first of the free throws. Second on its way, all net. And that is the sixth point of the game for Karen Harrington. Now pass on the left-hand side with 13 seconds left to go in the half. Just running the clock down as she shuffles up towards the three-point arc. Cuts to the right, now tries to go straight up the paint. Oh, manages to find an opening, does a 360 as she was at the charity stripe and nails the jump shot. So at the long break here, the AAS still leading 46-31 with an interesting second half to come here on Sport Radio. This is AAS Basketball. Welcome back to the AIS Training Hall. We're about to get underway with the second half of the AIS versus the Perth Lynx. AIS leading forty-six to thirty-three here after the long break. And an uh, interesting stat that I picked up here: they're both teams on twenty-one rebounds, four offensive and seventeen defensive apiece. Perth get the use of the ball first up through the hands of Tucker to Malpass, Malpass over to Boynich. Blenich trying to work on that left lane, she's absolutely mugged, eventually is able to get the ball to Mercer, Mercer working around on the charity stripe, puts up a shot in the end, comes off the side of the iron and the AAS have the defensive rebound, as they work it forward Ireland, Ireland gives it off on the left hand side, giving it over to Madigan, Madigan, well Goes the 1-2 with Ireland and down in the paint, she manages to put up a big shot from underneath the basket and that will see her go to the line for the bonus as the foul. Well, I'm not sure who that foul was called on. It was called on Melissa Moyle, so that's her second personal. And the bonus is made. So the AIS off to a strong start here within the first minute of the game. 49 to 33. Mercer now goes left side. Gives it to Moyle. Moyle works around the arc to the left-hand side. Off into the corner is Malpass. Malpass puts up the shot from out in three-point territory. has uh, taps the ball away over the baseline. And the AIS will get it back coming. Inbounds the ball to Ireland eventually gets control of it brings it down the left wing gives it off that time to Madigan Madigan again working round goes back to Ireland now the ball's into the hands of Malt Malt back to Madigan and Madigan nails another long range two had a foot on the line it's 51-33 as the AIS really starting to make some work oh Malpass getting up off the ground almost trips over uh, trips up Steph coming. Poynich puts up a shot. No one there to do the rebounding for the Lynch, And the AAS quickly bring it down the floor. Well, the pass meets the cutter of Jerry, And eventually it goes back to Moat. Moat, well, gets the ball from Cumming. Then back to Ireland. Ireland has the ball slapped away. Malpass just getting frustrated there. And 51 33. Malpass gets her third personal foul. And Cumming will inbound the ball from the sideline. Madigan then goes left side to Ireland. Ireland over to uh, to Moat. Moat goes back to Ireland. Big three-pointer. She was a good, well step off the arc when she put that one up, and that is a, a big advantage for the AS now, as it's fifty-four thirty-three, seven fifty-three, and Tucker leaves the shot short. For the links, Ireland does the rebounding. Madigan lays it in at the other end and the AIS on a huge roll now as they are 56-33 in the timeout has been called by Joe McKay as the AIS put on a 10-point run inside the first two minutes.
3: <laughs>
0: as... Uh, uh, well, the AIS really putting on a great run. Ten points to nothing here. And Joe McKay has to pull the ripcord there and to at least stop the momentum of the AIS. So, well, looking at some of the other stats from halftime, it's been very interesting as you look at the scoring break-up. In the first quarter, it was AIS 22-6. to in the first half of that quarter, but by the, long, uh, by the first break, it was 28-16 to as the Lynx had uh, managed to uh, get some scoring happening. They'd put up a lot of shots. They, uh, at quarter time, were shooting at a percentage of 21 from the field and at a half-time break, they're shooting at 28. Meanwhile, the AAS shooting... 52% at the quarter time has seen it drop back to 49% at, uh, at the half. So after the timeout, it will be Ireland, Madigan coming. Also out there is Jerry and Moyle. Moyle brings the ball into the front court for the links. Mercer, Tucker, Boyanick and uh, also Morgan out there, Mercer works around the arc, inbound oh, again uh, again there's uh, another, uh, well Madigan, same player that time I think that's the uh, heart monitor, it could be the GPS unit that has uh, come off Madigan for a second time in the game coming, just goes a little backdoor pass off to Moat. Mott rolling around the right hand side Moyle has just absolutely dumped Madigan as they were trying to set up. They found some open space on the right-hand side, so that play worked a treat for the AIS. But unfortunately, it uh, was pulled up a little bit early. Inbound ball, Tuckers just slaps it straight back over the baseline. And it's still a 24-second clock for the AIS with 7.13 left to run. Long ball inbound. Oh, it's coming Thought about a three-point shot. Tried to go into Jerry. Ball's turned over. Oh, Mercer leaves the layup short that time. And that means Ireland's going to carry back. Bounce pass and the 1-2 that time. Well, it wasn't a 1-2. It was Ireland. And bounce pass to the left-hand lane. Went over to Moat. And then inside to Jerry, who makes the layup and will go for the bonus. The foul being called that time on Tucker. That's her second personal. Unfortunately, Moat couldn't make the bonus. So Moyle brings it back down the floor for the Lynx. Mercer. Mercer tries to hand off to Boynich. Boynich keeps it in play on the baseline well and then gets it back to Moyle who puts up a shot from the baseline. It was a great work right underneath the basket to keep that ball alive by Mercer and eventually it's going to pay rewards because the foul has been called against the AIS I think that was Mote's second personal foul Malt so the points counted and then the bonus was made 58-38, a 20 point ball game now with 6.38 and that was the third personal foul on Mote and she will sit down Harrington out there, Madigan goes back, gives it off to Jerry who drives the left hand lane, bounces a bit hard off the glass but Cambridge is back out there now, gets it on the rebound and it's 62-38 here at the training hall, the AIS, looking good at the moment as the Lynx work the ball around, well away from the three point arc, goes between Morgan, Tucker pulls up and hits a big three-point J from the left-hand side but they don't look like they've got anything but an outside game at the moment to the Lynx, Madigan over the top, finds Jerry but a layup was a bit too, uh, well, a bit too excited you could say because it was straight up and over the iron and the ball over the baseline was touched away by the Lynx so with 13 seconds on the shot clock it will be the AIS who get to inbound the ball madigan goes long but harrington oh that was a tough call harrington just trying to control the ball they said she was on the white line so moyle now in bounce it over to tucker bojanic banks it in nice little hook shot that time from bojanic and the timeout has been called by dean kinsman as the uh, Lynx had started to get some momentum there 5 minutes and 39 seconds left to go in the third term. It's the AIS 60 to the Lynx 43 here at the training hall. We hope you're enjoying AIS versus the Perth Lynx on AIS Basketball here on sportradio.com.au. Don't forget, we'll be back here this Sunday with Simon Peters and Michelle Hosking with the... AIS versus the Caps the uh, first of the local derbies for the season it should be a exciting game to say the least and we're looking forward to bringing you all the AAS and Caps Homes games throughout the season on sportradio.com.au point scorers at the moment leading point scorers for the AAS well this is this Cambridge with 12 points She uh, at the half had had uh, Oh, I'm looking at the wrong sheet here. At the half, she had only had 5 minutes 34 of game time. Leading game time, Steph Cumming and uh, Rachel Jerry, Rachel Jerry 14.49 and Cumming with 13 minutes. AS from the backcourt now. Bounce pass from Madigan, gets into the hands of Jerry. Jerry pulls up on the three-point arc left side. Goes back to Harrington. Harrington working around the perimeter, kicks left goes off to madigan madigan works it around gets it to gaze gaze pulls up on the three-point arc had a toe on the line it was only going to be a two but it didn't fall in and moyle does the rebounding kicks it to the right side right 45 tucker can't get the shot away goes to morgan morgan outside goes to moyle inside to blanich and carly blanich has got the two points as they're back to 15 now the links 60 to 45, 4 minutes 53. Jerry goes to Madigan, who drives baseline, hands off to Cambridge, and Cambridge makes another two. She has 14 points for the game. Leading scorer on the floor, Elizabeth Cambridge, the number 13 for the AAS. Tucker over the top to Bojanic. Bojanic, oh, and Cambridge has been called for the foul. That's her fourth personal. As Bojanic put up the shot, fell to the ground i didn't think Cambridge had done much in the way of uh, impeding her but it was enough and it will see Cambridge sit down and Bojanic go to the line so frustrating for the AIS makes the shot and the bonus is a well and truly a help for the links now 62 plays 47 four minutes and 28 seconds left to go in the turn harrington or worked onto the uh wings then brought it back went to moat goes back to gaze though the shot just isn't falling for Katie Gaze tonight and Buenich comes up with the rebound. Quickly onto Mercer. Mercer gets the ball down the baseline to pass. Pass can't get the shot in and the AS come up with a rebound. 62-47 still as Gaze has it four minutes left to run on the third turn. Going right side. Goes back to Gaze over the top in the paint. Jerry. Jerry tries to put up the hook shot and in the end the AAS will get the ball back only six seconds left on the shot clock though because the uh, hook shot didn't actually hit the ring they're trying to call for a uh, a sub here as Farley goes in so Farley no coming subs in for Madigan coming inbound ball to Harrington Harrington's only got... Oh, no, they have reset the shot clock now. So Harrington goes to Cumming. Cumming oh, has absolutely ripped to the ground by Moyle. And a couple of teammates get over there in the form of Fowley and also Harrington to help Cumming pick up. That's the second time Cumming's been uh, absolutely run through. And that will be the 15th foul against the Perth links of the quarter. So Cumming will go to the line. She's holding her elbow at the minute as for the shot just off to the right coming now looks around shot is good and Steph coming moves to nine points for the game a 63 Perth links 47 here at the training hall as now over the top of oh, malpass tries to get it into boy Boynich- gets touched but boynich goes after it oh pass falls over as she gets the ball it's tapped away that time by farley farley gets it onto moat moat goes to coming and coming tries to get it to jerry and in the end the ball's tapped away the crowd thought that was out by the links but the refs have said no last touch aas and the turnover has been affected three minutes 19 seconds malpass gets the inbound ball Brings it down the left wing. Malpass looking around. Goes off to Mercer. Mercer bounces past the Brown. Has come back into the game. Oh, leaves it short. Malpass going after the rebound though. She's in the paint. And in the end, a travel is called. The crowd like that. As the AAS make the defensive stop. Farley goes a long way down the backcourt. Gives the coming, then gets it back. Malt, then gets it on to Ireland. Ireland, well, she had time. Goes into Malt again, who drives down the left hand lane. Shot doesn't count. As I think she got called for a travel there, Malt. It was good work, she just couldn't get the pass away in time. So now, it's the links from the side. Malt goes to Morgan. Morgan trying to wrong foot Farley. Gets away from her, but can't get away from Jerry, who uh, has halted her progression. Pass to Malpass, then off to Mercer. Mercer gets Cummings off her feet and goes with a long-range J from the right 45. They're coming back to links. What can the AS do? 63, 49, 2 minutes, 20 seconds. Coming that time, wrong foot. her opponent, goes inside to... Jerry, they tried to uh, lock it up as uh, jumping on the uh, loose ball that time was Morgan. But uh, unfortunately for Jerry, her second personal foul, she'll sit down as Kunick comes back out onto the court. So as Malpass comes up on the right-hand side to Mercer. Mercer working around the arc, over the top, gives it off to Davini. And Davini makes the shot kicks it on island coming off oh, from behind divini just reaches over the topping canic he is going to receive the foul 63 51 one minute 57 as divini gets her second personal foul madigan comes back into the game and rosie malt sits down at the line oh Konick can't make the uh, first fall. six points for the game alice Konick makes the second she moves to seven for the game aas lead 64 251 as perth work their way to the left hand side through divini then malpass on the right lane outside to mercer puts up the three. Oh brown has it tapped away from her as she looked like she was about to skewer the rebound as Farley gets the long range downtime, that was almost a Kristen Veal type uh, gridiron pass down the court that we were used to seeing from Vealy. And it works. And the points count 66 51. At the other end, Brown gets another two 66 53. Boynich, the leading scorer for the Lynx on 13 points. Next best is Mercer with 10. As Malpass sits down, Moyle comes back out onto the court. Leading scorer for the AAS is Elizabeth Cammage. Then it is Jerry on 10 points, Cammage on 14. But a good spread of scorers coming with 9. Then it's 8 for Madigan and 7 for Koenig. So the AS would be happy with the range of scorers here. This time, though, the ball just didn't get to Madigan. Davini gets in there, taps it away and then brings it down the floor. Tucker, Mercer, goes back. Davini sets up for three. Now she was open, came off the side of the iron and Ireland does the rebounding. Ireland brings it straight down the centre. Pulls up at Moyle, tries to wrong footer. Goes with a dribble between the legs, then kicks again. Cumming gives gives her a screen, but it wasn't effective. Goes back to Madigan, then back to Cumming. As coming works out for three as the shot clock rounds down, air ball. Tried to keep it alive. Does the AIS and on the uh, 24 second shot clock, Madigan. Hook, uh, sorry, there was Kunic hooks it in and Kunic now goes to 11 points for the game. It's 68-53 as Mercer tries to do it all herself and the turnover is affected as she can't get it to drop in the hole. Great work by. The AIS, they not giving up in the end as Farley goes right side to Ireland, back to Madigan. It's been scrappy in parts, but the AIS starting to gel together as a team. Madigan takes it all the way that time and can't get it to drop as three-quarter time is upon us and the AIS leads 68-53. to 53. It has been a, a very good quarter for the AIS who has accelerated their score. Leading scorer on the floor, Elizabeth Cambridge with 14 points. Then it is Jerry with 10. Nine for Cumming and also connect Then it's eight points for Madigan. Six points uh, for Harrington. Five points uh, out there for... Uh, Ireland, then it's four points. Uh, it's also, also, six points out. Uh, yeah, Harrington and Ireland on six points. No, Ireland on five points. Four points is for Farley and three points for Malt. For the Perth Links, as I mentioned before, their leading scorer is Carly uh, Boyanich. Then Mercer with ten. 8 points, the next highest is for Melissa Moyle, then it's 7 for Tucker. 5 points apiece to Deveni, also for um, Brown and Malpass. So 68.53 as we get to the final quarter. And, uh, well, it's an interesting one. The AAS, in the first five minutes of that term, advanced their score from 46 to 60. Meanwhile, the links went from 33 to 45. Then in the second part of that quarter, it was only eight points each. So it was, it was uh, basket for basket in that last five minutes. 68 plays 53 at the final break. And, uh, well, both teams... Not wanting to break from their collective timeouts. Shooting percentage: the AIS still shooting from the field at 49%, 55 from the three-point arc, and from the charity stripe 45%. For the Lynx, it's 34% from the field, 29 from outside, and 83 from the free throw line. The foul count, the all-important foul count, is 19. Uh, well, 19 apiece. So both teams have uh, earned the ire of the refs. AIS had the first use. Coming outside to Ireland, well downtown, hits the side of the iron. Coming goes long. Oh, I think Ireland now forced on a backcourt violation. as coming just sort of threw it back into court. Morgan was there to harass Ireland, but, uh, well, the AIS turn over their first use. Moyle gets the ball, she comes right around up to the arc now and then around the arc she went from right, left to right, then right to left. Devaney back to Tucker who gets into the key but then looks for the outlet pass. Devaney goes to Brown, Brown has it tapped away from Madigan who gets it to coming back to Madigan, now into the hands of Moyle. Moore gets it back to Farley who drives up to the left lane. Shot doesn't fall but uh, Moyle does it enough to get the ball back on the rebound. Goes back, slaps it away. Farley shoots again off the iron that time and Moyle does the uh, rebounding. Moyle brings it down the floor, left-hand side to Morgan. Oh, Brown in the paint just gets crashed into and that was a very late call by Madigan. And Madigan... Her third personal foul, so in foul trouble is Cambridge on four and then Madigan on three. The only one on three is Malpass for the, uh, well I should say uh, Moyle is on four. So Moyle on four and uh, Malpass on three are the concerns for the Perth Lynx. 8 minutes and 53, as Ireland sits down and Harrington comes back in. It's the Lynx ball from the baseline. Mercer goes long over to Moyle. Moyle working around the arc to the left-hand side. Now back into the key. Shot goes up and, uh, well, Rosie Malt is uh, having to keep her teammates are keeping her mouth shut for her because she wasn't happy with the call. As... Moyle will go to shoot two. Eight points for the game. Cambridge comes in. Now for Moult. Moyle, hoping to close up this lead of the AAS, makes the first. So it's 68-54 with a shot to come. Three fouls on the AAS, none to the links at the moment. Is the concern for Coach Kinsman... They make the second and it's 68.55. Morgan throws the ball into Harrington and the Lynx have forced the turnover here. So the Lynx really working hard to try and get this game back under control. So as the Lynx once again get the ball in motion Brown has been called for the travel I think she was quite surprised about that. So the AIS start up again. Coming all, loses the dribble, throws the ball. Harrington keeps it in court. Morgan and Harrington. Oh, that was just uh, gutsy by Morgan. She knew she was going to get crashed into. And, uh, well, they both went after that ball hard. Morgan got down low. And the foul's going to be called a. Against Harrington, there, as the timeout has been called by Coach Dean Kinsman. Well, certainly an interesting game of WMBL here in the pink ribbon round of this 2008 2009 WMBL Australian Defence Force WMBL season. Don't forget, Sunday it's the AAS versus the Canberra Transact Capitals. Looking at the head-to-head in Perth versus AIS, Perth have beaten the AAS 31-24 in their two clubs' history. And then on Sunday, well, the head-to-head, the Caps 24 to the AAS 13 in their head-to-head battles. So, 68-55, the AAS trying to uh, seal the deal here, but Perth links are continuing to fight. It has been a, uh, a great game so far for AOS fans, but they need to finish it off here. Otherwise, it is going to be a waste. Might also try to have a look at some of the other games around the country. Three games in progress at the moment. Moyle pulls up on the jump shot. Can't get it to drop. Cambridge comes down with the rebound. She pulls up at half court, hands it back to Harrington. Harrington... Goes over the top to Farley. Farley off to Madigan. Madigan lobs it into Cambridge. Cambridge, the shot will drop, and Mercer will get her second foul in the process. So Cambridge will go to the line to extend her points advantage. It's sixteen. Cambridge has with a shot to come. Seventy plays fifty-five as Farley sits down now. Cambridge mm, rattles in and out. And Moyle comes up with the, no, sorry, it wasn't Tucker that came up with the rebound. Dished it off to Moyle. Moyle comes down the ground, straight down the center, gives it to Mercer. Mercer drives left hand baseline, and well, it doesn't fall. Pushing foul has been given on Harrington. I think. No, it was on Cambridge. So Cambridge fouled out of the game 16 points for Elizabeth Cambridge and uh, well she's not happy with that result 7 minutes and 52 seconds left to go in the quarter so still time for the Lynx if they're good enough a 15 point disadvantage they're trying to close up as Mercer makes the first second is good and it's 72-57 as the full court pressure. Harrington has it, well, gets away from her. Morgan is told that she had slapped it away. So, coming back into Harrington once again. Harrington. Keeps the ball alive as she almost lost the dribble that time. Gets it into the front court. Goes off to Madigan. Madigan to Cumming. Cumming's a long way from home though. It goes back to Harrington who hands off to Gaze who tries to settle it down. Gaze turns around, drives at the basket, then gets the pass off to Malt. And Malt makes the shot count as the Lynx find themselves back to that 15 point disadvantage. This is Mercer. Goes back to Boyanich. Greenwich goes left, Moyle, then back to Mercer. Mercer dumps off, gives it off to Tucker. Tucker tries the three, Cumming gets the rebound, brings it down the floor. Pulls up on the right 45, goes across to the left. Madigan, bounce pass, inside to Moyle. Moyle's shot doesn't drop, but Madigan good enough to get the rebound. Gives it back to Cumming and Gaze now settles it down. Gaze goes right side to Harrington Madigan drives left lane puts up a prayer draws the foul out of Boyanich and that will see her go to the line timeout called by the Lynx here with six minutes and 45 seconds left in the final term it's 72 to 57 at the AS training hall Sport Radio coverage of the AIS basketball season. And it is, well, a interesting one. Dean Kinsman just having a chat now with the uh, AIS, how he wants them to play through this next play phase. The AIS sitting on 14 fouls, but importantly, out of the game is their leading point scorer, and Elizabeth Cambridge 72 plays 57 and since the uh, last break the AS have put on 4 points to the Perth Lynx who has also only managed to amass 4 points in their time on the floor so Kate Gaze just getting uh, some final instructions from Nikki Island there as they walk back out. It is Malt coming, Madigan, Harrington, and Gaze for the Institute. For the links, Morgan, Malpass, Tucker. And Madigan misses the first. Mercer and Buenich. Second shot, all net. 73 plates, 57 as the ball inbound to Malpass. Malpass calling out, and trying to set up the play. It's a bit frantic at the moment. What can Mercer do? Mercer pulls up top of the key. Tucker has the ball stolen away by Gaze. Coming layup at the other end is good and a three-point play for the AIS as they have to regroup in defence. So at sixes and sevens for a moment. Boinovich looks like she was going to fake the three. Mercer now goes for the three herself off the iron, boxing out well as Madigan. Madigan tries to take on Tucker. She pulls up on the dribble, goes long into the front court, now gives it to Cumming. Cumming pulls up on the 45. It's tapped away by Mercer and the foul will be called on Rebecca Mercer of the Lynx and that will be her third personal foul. Coming hit the ground again, that's her third time on the floor this afternoon, or this evening, I should say.
3: Inbound ball.
0: Links get it back, Mercer's layup is good, and it's 75 at 59. Coming in the front half. Now off to Harrington. Harrington on the 45. Working round gives it to Cumming. Cumming gets the ball back. Drives at the basket. And the foul is called on Davini. So Davini now picks up her fifth. Sorry, her third personal foul. 75 plays, 59. As coming, and Harrington sub out of the game. Ireland back in along with Malt. Malt looking to inbound the ball now. A little bit indecisive. Goes to Ireland on the baseline. Ireland pulls away. Gives it to Madigan. Madigan to gaze on the 45 left side. Back to Madigan. Madigan drives in outside to Malt Malt nails a big three and it is 78 plays 59 now five minutes left to go in the term both teams on four team fouls the piece for the quarter Malpass passes off to Mercer drives the left-hand baseline Oh, Malt keeps the ball alive on the rebound. Madigan, oh, down to the races. Jerry goes under the basket, pulls up, and has it pickpocketed by DeVinny. DeVinny bounce pass around the back of Malt, goes to Mercer. Mercer gets it down the baseline. And Banach will shoot two with a foul being called on Jerry. Jerry's third personal foul. And Carly Bionic shoots the first. 78-59, just stops that run of the AAS, makes the second is Bionic. So Ireland bringing the ball straight back up the centre, stops in the AS logo, kicks it left, gives it off to Malt. Malt Island back to Madigan, now to Gaze, Gaze to the right lane, drives down, oh layup is blocked, rejected by Brannick, inbound pass, Madigan, Island, Seven seconds left on the shot clock. Goes back to Madigan. Drives baseline. Out left pass. Gaze for three. Looks good. And it is there. So another buzzer beater by the AIS from outside the arc has set them up with a 20-point lead with four minutes left to run in the game. 81-61. to 61. Mercer has the ball on the right-hand side. Mercer goes for three. Oh, Looking at the shootout there, it's hit the upright of the, uh, of the screen of the backboard, I should say, or that holds the backboard in place. So the AIS get the ball back from the baseline as Malpass sits down. Morgan back into the game. Moyle also. Oh, Good work from Ireland. Gets away with a good screen from Jerry that time. Madigan inside though. Looks to go to Jerry who has to take that uh, post position now but Cambridge is out of the game. And uh, Looking to come back in Loeb for Boyanic. So black, sits down, giving her a bit of a breather here as Gaze gets the inbound pass, goes to Island. Island kicks right side to Madigan. Back to Gaze, left hand corner, goes off to Malt. Malt couldn't get the three pointer a drop. Rebound is the links. Moyle down the left-hand wing. Goes to the baseline now. Pulls up at the low post left side. Goes out left through low over to Deveni. Deveni tries to go inside to Mercer. Pass was too hot and it's over the baseline. Timeout called by the link. Now they're pulling their card earlier because that is the third timeout of the second half called by Joe McKay with three minutes and 18 seconds left on the game. So eighty one to sixty-one. Cambridge leading scorer with sixteen, but as I said before, fouled out with about seven minutes left of game time in the final turn. Next highest point scorer is Jerry with twelve. That's coming with eleven. They're the only players in double points at in double figures at the moment. Nine points Uh, is Madigan also Cunwick eight points sorry that's six points for um, Harrington and also Malt then uh, five points for Ireland four for Farley and as you can tell they want to get on with this game here tonight. 81 play 61, 20 point ball game. Teams finally breaking from the huddles as the timeouts completed. Leading scorer for the Perth Links is Mercer. With oh sorry, no, it's uh, Bland with 15, then Mercer with 14. As the AS restart the game, Ireland brings the ball down. Malpass just couldn't. Uh, couldn't get the screen to work to get Malpass away Gaze, oh, Gaze tried to uh, dump and roll Madigan had a back to her and it's a comedy of errors as Morgan gave the ball up to Katie Gaze who was in her own defensive key Ireland goes back to Gaze Gaze, looking around over the top gets it off to Madigan back to Gaze, baseline J doesn't fall Malpass has the rebounding load Gets the ball outside to Morgan. Now Devenny. Deveni. Working around bounce pass inside. Gets it to pass. Passes it tapped away but comes back with it. Eventually bounce pass is onto the foot of Malt. And Malt has seen the shot clock reset as Madigan sits down. Farley comes back in. Deveni inbound ball to Loeb. Loeb over the top. Oh, the, short, uh, the shot is short that time from pass. And Malt comes up with it, gives it off to Ireland. Ireland goes to Farley, right wing. Farley looking around over the top, gives it that time off to Joy, who's back into the game. Back to Farley, who dumps it to Malt. Malt in the paint, gets mugged as she throws up the shot and she'll go to the line. Both teams now in the bonus with that foul being called as uh, looks like there'll be a sub on the shooter as Malt is about to take her two shots, the foul being called on Load. Malt makes the first, 82 plays 61. Second is good, and Malt will sit down with eight points on the board. Two minutes and five seconds left to go in the game. Pass. Brings the ball down the centre of the floor. Yes. Well, they'll get a lot of confidence on this going into the local derby on Monday, on Sunday. Pass over the top. Gets it on the left-hand lane to turn around. Jump shot. Pass does well. Mel pass. Feeding her the ball that time. Ireland brings it back into the front court. Ireland's looks very confident. Brings it down. Pull up jumper on the right 45. In three point territory. And she nails it. Eight points for Ireland for the game. 86 plays 63. Minute and a half left. Now in the paint. Charges. Well, just knocks Ireland to the ground. Now would put the ball in. But unfortunately, she just, uh, well, disposed of Ireland and that is a turnover Malpass gets the fourth, her fourth personal foul it was an offensive foul so we won't travel the floor yet, hand off from Joy to Ireland Island, yeah, towards Malpass gets another good screen from Canuck. oh unfortunately for Joy she laid it up on the bottom of the backboard Malpass will eventually get the ball that uh, has been uh, fought for well by Lowe and gives it off to Davini to bring it down the right wing Davini back to low, top of the circle good work there, that time Farley going in cutting off the pass to pass and Gaze and Ireland work it out of the backcourt Ireland over the top, gives it to Gaze, Gaze 14 foot jumper, she just can't find a range tonight balls into the hands of pass now with 43 seconds left the AAS have this one under control 86 to 63 and the crowd will enjoy this. this. Has been building right from the start. This time, a charging foul called against Load as Koenig hits the ground hard. Not the uh, only AS player that has uh, been uh, knocked to the ground in uh, what has been a, a rugbyish game. Most of the players out there with the pink armbands on, as it is Pink Ribbon Round. Joy over the top to Gaze. Gaze there to Farley. Farley's working around. Gaze had taken up position in the corner. It goes back to connect in the paint outside to Gaze. Gaze gets it off to Joy, who drives down the left-hand lane. Outlet pass goes to Farley, and Farley knocks down the two. 88 play 63. We're inside the last seven seconds of the game. Malpass, pass, holding onto it, tries to set up. Outlet pass goes to Morgan, who drives into the paint. It's off the iron, and at the end of the game, it is the AIS taking victory 88 to 63 here at the training hall. The AIS get their first win of the season, and that will be a, a, a relief to this uh, list as the two teams meet in the uh, centre of the court now to congratulate each other. Leading scorer was Elizabeth Cambridge with 16 points for the AIS, then it was 12 points to Malt. Uh, sorry to Jerry, 11 points to coming. Malt with eight was just behind uh, um, Madigan with nine. Also on eight was Ireland and, uh, and uh, Malt, sorry. Six points for Bree Farley and uh, I don't know... If I've missed anyone out there, also with six points is Harrington. For the Perth Lynx, 14, 15 points for uh, Bionic. Then it was Mercer with 14. Only other player in double figures was the, um, was the five of Melissa Moyle. So in the end, a convincing win for the AAS. We'll hear from the coaches in just a moment here. AS Basketball on sportradio.com.au Coach McKay, it was uh, a tough day in the office, uh, the AS and both well, both teams, very physical and in the end it was uh, one of those things you just didn't quite seem to have the height to match up against. Yeah,
2: I think we struggled with transition primarily um, and patches of the game where we lose um, lose our concentration and our focus. In the first five minutes when it's 22-6, you know, the 16-point lead, it's always tough to always keep coming back and then make it close and then get it back again. seems to go in ebbs and flows in games. Uh, Same thing happened at the beginning of the third quarter again, you know, which is games are played in two halves, the first quarter and the third quarter. It's really been the beginning of two separate halves or distinctive halves. Uh, But I thought the transition with the AES um, cost us a lot. Um, and they executed very well in terms of their, their half-court transition. You know, so.
0: The start of the game, uh, if we can take you back that far, the girls were getting a lot of good looks, just not dropping. Did the sort of uh, uh, confidence start to drop away with the, the amount of... I think you were shooting 20, 20, 29...
2: percent off, yeah, percent Yeah, at the end of the quarter. Yeah.
0: But just in the first, uh, in that first five minutes, you must mm. have had about 10 good looks yep. with about two conversions.
2: Look, again, it's... Um, a young team, inexperienced, um, they're probably a lot more edgy, a lot more nervous than what uh, more experienced players are, so I suppose that nervous energy comes out in different ways and one of the ways is that um, in terms of your shooting percentage, you don't quite get it all together and feel comfortable, feel a bit rushed, uh, you, know, you short arm the ball or, um, or you shoot it long or, or whatever, you know, it just finds it difficult to drop. We, hit, we rimmed it out a number of times and it'd fall out the wrong way or so, but, you know, it's just the game of basketball. It's, whether it goes with you or it goes against you, when it goes against you, you've got to try something different or try a different, uh, different style of game, outside rather than inside, inside rather than outside, you know, running rather than slow it down. Um, just try to find the... The secret to success for that night.
0: I guess the patches give you a lot to draw on, and that's what you can work towards. I guess for the rest of the season.
2: Oh yeah, we've had lots of very good patches. Look, the great bunch of kids. Uh, you got to learn to win, and it's getting to a stage we want to get some wins on the board now. We don't want to wait until next week or the week after or so. Um, but yeah, as you can see, you know, pretty young, pretty inexperienced. We've probably got four players, five players would be playing there either between their second and their. Um, and their 5th or 6th game you know, ever, so when you think about that, uh, I know the AIS kids are probably in a similar category as some of them, but they train together 5 days a week, uh, they're always together, they're, they're constantly as a team and as a group. You know, we have people that are working. Uh, we have one or two players that are full-time, I suppose, that from a playing perspective. But all the rest work makes it very difficult to get people together constantly to get that chemistry going early. And I think that's where we're struggling at the moment. But I think the test will be how we're playing at the end of the season uh, to what we're going to be doing in the future.
0: Well, we wish all the best for that.
2: Uh, thank you again. Thank you. Well,
0: Dan Kinsman, patches, but for the majority of the game, probably 30 minutes of the game, they were in control and uh, got a good win, their first for the year for this this year yeah well certainly the wind is really good for them but uh, I
1: think you're probably a little bit kind for 30 minutes in patches but we we did play really well in patches um, but the differences between our good moments and our not so good moments um, was control like in in the good moments, we had good running decisions, good fast break decisions, and then we ran a couple of really good offensive looks. And the moments where we we're a bit out of out of control and and, and running too quick for how play were cheap turnovers. And
0: um, yeah, that's an area that we're really going to have to tighten up on before we play the Caps on Sunday. And, and of course, Perth kept in the game for a long time there because the foul count was so high in the first half.
1: Yeah, well look, you know, we talked about that pre-game, and um, again, you know, players. That marking their man too close when the ball's not in their vicinity and when they get it, um, you know, like first step, and that's where a lot of the fouls are being created from. Having said that, our free throw shooting uh, probably kept them in it a fair bit too, so, um, you know, where you can just turn the screws a little bit more and put it out. Um, I was really pleased with Rosie Maltz's uh, game, and Chess Imagine really hangs in there tough. And, uh, you know, like Lizzie, you've got to keep her on the floor. The minutes that she's on the floor, she's really productive. Um, but you know, seven
0: minutes to go, and if it was a close game, it would have made all the difference.
1: Yeah, look, there's no question about that, and um, you know, particularly with our other two girls out at the moment, one with glands with a fever, and uh, we've got another one that will be probably another week or two away. We were a bit lean in that area, um, so yeah, we've got to keep. We've got to find ways to
0: keep her out on the floor. Jerry's going to have a big ask to uh, try and go up against the likes of Beattie and also uh, Abby Bishop when they face off on Sunday too. You started at this game in the center. Yeah, look, she's a. Uh, she's an undersized uh, four man you
1: know she played a little bit in the fire spot for us but she's an undersized four man the one thing with Rachel is that she's you know she doesn't back down she's got a bit of a bit of spirit um, so you know look she'll have a she'll have a hands full there obviously because of the size factor but we certainly want to she'll be a presence for us and
0: hopefully it won't be rugby like we uh, did see through stages of this game. Yeah, well, I guess you
1: know, like they're they're a little bit uh, undermanned with a couple of key players missing. So, you know, clearly they come out to try and be aggressive, and and that and we are too. So that leads to a bit of physical contact, and you know sometimes it's just tinkering on the edge there a little bit. But uh, you know, I guess that's the style of the game, and I suspect that the pressure that the caps are going to put on us is it won't be quite so much like that, but it'll be a lot more heat on the ball and a lot more heat on the lead. So uh, you know, that's another area that we're going to have to contend with as well.
0: Well, it's only two days away till uh, you get to have the first local derby of the season. Yeah, well, it's, it, yeah, exactly, and uh, we. we kind of rise to the
1: occasion for them. Um, we know that they're going to be stinging after their loss against Sydney last week so I expect them to be coming out full throttle. So it's really a matter of how much we can contribute and uh, how well we can
0: stay together and play together. Any injuries you're going to have to manage over the next couple of days?
1: Oh, well, To be honest Lizzie hasn't practiced all week. Um, she, she has not been on the floor for one minute this week. Uh, just a minor injury that we're just going to have to manage probably for next month. Um, Rach is another one that, uh, that we just managed as well. So she's had limited modified practices. So everyone else is healthy. Everyone's ready to go. So, yeah, bring it on.
3: All of it.
0: So in a game that partly resembled rugby, it is the AIS getting their first win of the season. Looking at some of the stats, and it was... Uh, 48% from the field for the AIS, 32 in the end for the Lynx. Outside the arc, 56 for the AIS, 22 for the Lynx. And from the charity stripe, 48 for the AIS, 86 for the Lynx. Rebounds 37 to 35 in the AIS's favour. There was 22 assists, 21 turnovers by the AIS, 23 by the Lynx and 8 steals by the AAS, 9 steals by the Lynx. Then blocks, 2 for the AAS, 8 for the Lynx. Fouls, 24 by the AAS, 26 by the Lynx. Points from turnovers, it was 4 for the AAS, 7 for the Lynx. Points in the paint, 42 to 20. Second chance points, 7 to 2, AAS favour. And then points off the bench, a whopping 40 for the AAS, only 12 for the Lynx. Personal rebound count 37 to 35. As I said, the total rebounds for the game 51 to 49, the percentage across the lead. The biggest lead of the game, the AAS by 25. The Lynx only leading in the first minutes of the game. The biggest scoring run, the AAS, went on a 15 point run. The Lynx's largest run was seven. The lead changed three times, with the lead tied to. The AAS leading the match for 37 minutes and 49 seconds. That doesn't leave much time that the Lynx were in control. It was an interesting game. We're back here in one and a half days' time for the local derby, the AAS versus the capels it's going to be an interesting game that is for sure we look forward to you joining us then on sportradio.com.au when Simon Peters and Michelle Hocking will take you through the call until then all the best as we leave you from the AIS training hall on AIS WNBL basketball
3: the AIS winning over the Perth Lynx 88 to 63